Welcome to Blue Talks Podcast, where we present compelling narratives about entrepreneurs, innovators, and dreamers. So my sister just texted me now telling me how much she's missed me. <laughs> well, I know what she truly misses, so I opened my Standbeak IBTC app and say to it, Hey, I want to transfer 5,000 naira to Funke. Done. And my post just asked me what the highest price stock is right now. Huh. I can't fold my hand though. So I opened my Stampic IBTC app from the comfort of my home and figure it out. Got it! You be the hero. Upgrade and take control of your finances with the new Stambic IBTC mobile app. Download or upgrade your Stambic IBTC mobile app on Google Play or Apple Store to experience seamless voice banking, stockbroking, insurance and more from the safety of your home. From your one-stop financial services partner, Stambic IBTC. It can be Blue Talks, brought to you by Stambic IBTC. Welcome to today's edition of Blue Talks. Today we have with us uh, a dynamic lady. When I first met her, she was in the finance space. Now she's moved on into logistics. She works with Lorry Systems. She's the global chief operating officer for Lorry Systems, who are present in a few African countries or several African countries to be precise. And um, they're B two B logistics business. So today we'll be speaking with Uche Oboy. Like I said, she's chief operating officer for Lorry Systems. Um, just a quick recap, um, we have an estimated 3 billion people all over the world that were on lockdown for about four to five months because of the impact of COVID-19 on the um, various economies and various societies that we live in in the world as a measure to be able to curtail the spread of the virus. Nevertheless, a lot of businesses had to reinvent themselves, you know, um, or risk extinction. Apart from technology, logistics services were in high demand here in Nigeria and the world over. We began to see companies relying on logistics to be able to keep their businesses afloat and earning some income through all the lockdown. And it, it just became necessary, you know, because of restrictions on movement and also due to social distancing rules. We don't have a lot of that in, in effect um, the world over. I mean, interestingly enough, to, to be honest, we've seen a lot of um, logistic companies um, come out of, of this. And um, we've even seen new regulations from the regulator uh, regarding people who want to license pick up the licenses to run logistics companies. So sit back as we speak to Uche Oboy. And Uche, I mean, I say, as CEO of one of Africa's leading logistics companies, would like to hear your thoughts on logistics, the catalyst for economic growth. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, Taiwo. I'm happy to be here. Great. Um, just so that people know who we're speaking with, you know, I'd mentioned earlier that you worked in finance um, and now moved on to logistics. Can you just give us a brief overview of your dynamic professional career. Okay. Um, I don't know how dynamic it is. I'm sure people, a lot more people have had more dynamic um, careers. But um, yeah, I did start off as an accountant. Um, someone asked me yesterday, your personality doesn't seem like an accountant. I don't know why. I mean, I think just what happened. <laughs> and I thought that was the, the natural thing to do. My dad was an accountant as well. So, um, I had, and of course, naturally, I did get a bit bored with it. And I was an investment banker at City for eight years, eight and a half or so years. Um, and I worked across different countries from Nigeria to the UK across those um, that period. Um, again, what I found was that um, 
we're working on these massive mega deals and I just didn't feel as much connection or impact with them. And I wanted something that was more vibrant. And coincidentally, I, I stumbled upon the VC tech space. Um, and then I moved to EcoVC where I was a principal investments at EcoVC, which is a venture capital. And so various sectors, one of which was logistics. Um, one of it was Laura. <laughs> and, you know, I think just working with the team, coincidentally, you know, I think a few months before that, I started to feel like I really wanted to try my hands out at building something, building something that was significantly impactful across the continent and anywhere. Um, you know, and I met this team and I was really just blown away by what they were trying to work on and what they're trying to build and we really just connected i mean i was working on the deal you know and um i was leading the deal and you know we closed the deal and they had started hinting to me i knew they were looking for to fill a few roles um they started hinting to me and of course it was something that i really considered given where my mind was at the time um, but of course, you know, it was also tricky, thankfully, because, you know, we had had these conversations at the office. Um, it was something that my boss understood and wished me well. So I joined Laurie just over a year ago and it's been a very interesting ride, but one that I will do over again. Um, I, I've learned so much and it's, it's, it's amazing the you know, what we're trying to build. Yeah. That's, uh, that's my background. Well, yes. in any case, I don't think you stray too far from your domain. I mean, I imagine your day-to-day -day has to do a lot to do with money and how making things happen for the organization. Uh, but very quickly um, also, can you just, just give us like an overview of logistics business? Because when people think of logistics, some, most times they just think in terms of um, look for some guy who want to deliver something, just call one guy who might deliver it and then it's done in its simplest form, but um, you operate on a, on a much larger scale, the B2B aspect, that's the business, business side of logistics. How does that work in itself? Logistics is essentially the movement of goods, right? So essentially, it, a big part of that is obviously transportation. But there are other components to it, including clearing and including warehousing right these are very very core aspects of logistics but it's essentially about moving goods from one point to the other um, of course the area that we play in is the transportation um, aspect of it which as i said is the biggest part uh, of logistics um, a lot of people have tried to sway us into other parts of the chain but we think that transportation being um, how, how important it is to the entire chain, it also is the part that significantly impacts the chain and friction points, right? So that is why we focused specifically on transportation. You know, once we're done, <laughs> once we're done solving that problem, then perhaps we can consider other, other parts of logistics. But um, yeah, transportation is the aspect that we focus on specifically for, from a B2B perspective. So we're dealing with businesses, large businesses, well, some medium-sized businesses, um, and helping them move their cargo from point to point. Um, I will break it down 
down into two. So there's like the inbound, which is really raw materials moving from either the ports or from farms or, you know, mostly ports and farms. Um, and then there is the outbound, which is now finished, finished products moving, then distribution. Uh, but we would only participate in that second mile, if you would call it. So not, not the last mile, but essentially just from the distribution the manufacturer to the whole um, and then I guess there will be there's another part of logistics that focuses on moving it from the wholesaler to the retailer and then from the retailer to the to the consumer but as a b2b company we focus on that aspect first um, and interestingly in our different markets there there's a different focus so whereas in east africa the biggest focus for us is on the inbound in nigeria the biggest focus for us is on the outbound and i believe that is predominantly driven by the size of the market so the consumer markets in nigeria is massive so it creates a bigger opportunity for us i typically would just classify them as b2b and b2c but um, i think you've Provided more clarity. Well, I, for me though, and I, I, I believe our audience, our listeners. But if I were to ask you, what you think logistics plays in a growing economy? Take Nigeria for example. You talk about the size of the market, but it, it will be argued that it's still a growing economy. What role do you think logistics plays in here? Well, I mean, <laughs> logistics. There's so much data. There's you know, conflicting data out there, but it could account for as much as 50 to 75% of the cost of goods, right? Or even, let me say, transportation specifically, um, of the cost of goods, right? Um, and of course, in an economy, the, the biggest thing is production, right? Um, so whether it's your agriculture that you're moving and need to convert, or whether it's finished goods, whatever that's the base of the economy um and you know logistics is a massive component of, of 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 the cost of goods so for a growing economy being able to manage that cost should have a significant impact on that economy on trade on inflation on consumption um and everything that has to do with with um, consumption essentially. Um, so if you ask me what, what sort of impact it has, I will say it does have a significant impact on a growing economy. Um, if, if the cost of moving goods, if you're able to reduce the cost of moving goods, which is, one, which is actually our mission statement, if you're able to reduce that, then you can eventually reduce the cost of goods, which will then spur consumption, which will then spur production and manufacturing, which will then drive the economy to grow, increase trade, make your goods more competitive, you know, and, and those are the things that will, will drive the economy, right? So it does have a significant impact uh, on a growing economies, I guess, uh, sort of synonymous to a developing, well, a developing economy, um, are the ones that have the biggest challenges with regards to infrastructure because what drives transportation? Transportation rides on the rails of infrastructure. And, you know, these are the economies that have a long way to go on developing their infrastructure, um, which is why the cost of goods are higher, right? Um, so 
in these countries you will find that the cost of moving goods um logistics costs about two to three percent higher than developed uh, economies because the infrastructure isn't available or isn't stable or isn't sufficient um so it's it's an unfortunate it's an unfortunate situation because it has such an impact and can really um catalyze the the economy however there is significant investment and planning to be done to enable it provide that benefit if you catch my drift you don't need to say anymore i got the message loud and clear <laughs> happy to go into a bit more detail if you want i think that's fine yeah we all operate in this environment so we're yeah how things are it's, uh, it's very tough it's tricky very very tough but um but yeah i mean you look at the ports you know <laughs> you look at the ports it takes it takes if you have a priority pass you know which is uh, can a truck can get in between 24 to 48 hours if you don't which is most of the trucks um you would spend about a week you know um who's paying for that time the consumer what is the reason why you have to structure and just planning and corruption these are some of the challenges that developing economies face but you know if we can fix some of them then then chance i think i lorry as i said that mission statement in east africa we've been able to reduce goods on biggest routes um by about 15 percent in nigeria i mean we're only we're just over a year old going to two years now but we're on about the impact and it can spur the economy thanks for the the breakdown and how and how it works i mean what what role you think it is but i'm also curious now that um covid 19 or we found ourselves in this um unplanned um situation or scenario um where people were now i mean we're doing this remotely this this session is being conducted remotely now um technology has been the backbone or has been the the lifesaver for a lot of organizations do you think technology has a key role to play in, in logistics growing or scaling in general or you just think it's just one of those nice to have so if you asked me this or if you asked us as lori if you asked us this you know before we started we would have said definitely right when we started we had a nice fancy app like you know similar to the uber type app on mobile phones that you could download on the mobiles on your mobile phone and um you know we had you know we supplied a few phones and of course the drivers gave it to their girlfriends as you know they have girlfriends in every city <laughs> or every town and that quickly fell on its face um so then if you asked me then i would have said hmm, tricky but now i think now that we've essentially built a structure around the entire space there's definitely there's definitely benefit to be had through technology. Now, I will not I do not I do at this point I do not entirely believe that the where where is exactly at the point where it can be a tech only solution. Um I'm sure you've seen some of the truck drivers or transporters in the, in the markets um in this market, right? and you know what level of tech adoption you can imagine what level of tech adoption they will have um on the customer side definitely you know but 
we've essentially built a tech plus, I call it, a tech plus solution that makes whatever technology that we roll out irresistible to the users in that space or to the players in that field. And it's, be, it's because of the additional service that, that we provide um, to make sure that the tech runs seamlessly. Um, now, what kind of benefits can the technology grants i'll just talk about a few so one of the big reasons why you know costs are high is because first of all there is a demand for that is just utilization right that's one big reason these uh, transporters they don't know how to utilization assets of the time you can do a trip to the north and you may have to come back empty or you will wait for two weeks to get cargo to come back down to the to the south, right? That two weeks, somebody's paying for it, right? So the benefit that a platform like ours provides is discovery and utilization, right? So we've been able to increase that by about 30%. And the goal is to make sure that wherever you are delivering, the truck is utilized at least 80% of the time. We haven't gotten there yet, of course, but that's the goal. And it encourages investments in that space. So that's one, discovery, massive, right? Number two, they is, you know, interesting is not new, but this is something that we're still working with a number of customers on, um, like electronic proof of delivery, right? You go into any of these like massive manufacturers offices the logistics managers you see piles of paper piles and piles of paper so why can't i deliver goods why can't that happen technology allows that right and and, and platforms like ours, ours allows that so so that's another um benefit that i will say that it provides and then of course um just having a line of sight into everything that I, whether you're on the customer side or on the transporter side, you can see what is happening with your cargo. You can see, um, you know, you can essentially plan with your customers, let them know what time you'll get there um, and know how much you have left to allocate. All of that just it gives you that single line of sight into what is happening with your cargo. On the transporter side, same thing. You can see what's happening with your trucks. Um, you can start getting analytics. How, you know, I, I'm talking to one of the biggest transporters in East Africa that has over 500 trucks, and he doesn't know how much revenue each truck makes. Something as simple as that. Now, if you don't know that, how can you be more efficient? And how can you, obviously, efficiency is what drives costs down in the, in the sector. So these are some of the examples in which that we think that technology can add value to the, to the space and add efficiency. As I said, we want to bring the price of goods down. So if we're able to drive these little efficiencies in pockets across the chain, then ultimately we hope to see, we will see the cost of goods coming coming down. Great, Uche. I mean, discovery, um, increased efficiency, um, and even for monitoring and tracking areas of technology. Would you say that your experience, I mean, the having now that you have sort of piloted it in these markets, you now have a better insight into what areas technology can be deployed as opposed to how you deployed it initially. Yes, most definitely. Um, and, 
you know, I think for different types of either customer or transporter, there are different things that would appeal to them, right? There's just different things that would appeal to them. So what we've gathered over time is what are the requirements on on each of our platforms that will make it sticky for our users, right? For one person, because of the massive base that we have with transporters, we can essentially provide some ancillary services, right? Whether it's fuel or parts or whatever it is, right? So we partner, we have partners that provide these services. So for a mid to small transporter, it may be that, right? And I mean, we've seen that it is that. For the larger ones, it, it, it will be analytics. Now, it may be the larger formalized ones. I found that um, the, the, the East African transporters are more structured, um, whereas the Nigerian transporters are more um, sort of family-owned. Of course, they're structured transporters, but predominantly um, family-owned type, at least the decent-sized ones, family-owned type uh, transport companies. Now, for, for the more structured ones, of course, it would be analytics. For the family-owned ones, it will just be that are not as structured, it will just be discovery and supply and utilization. So being able to see that, okay, even if I didn't use your platform when I was going to Gombe or Nasarawa or some other destination that doesn't typically have um, cargo, I may, when I get there, use your platform just because I need cargo. So discovery um, is a big thing, um, you know, and then on the customer side, it may be electronic proof of delivery, you know, so, so essentially we've, we've now gathered a lot of information that has informed what all our rollouts and our, and our product plan. And, you know, we've been working aggressively on, on rolling out all of these features. But yeah, we've learned a lot. <laughs> we've learned a lot over the last few years. And it's not to say that a hundred percent of all the customers that you've come across will adopt. We, you know, our goal is to develop a platform that ensures that it's sticky for a majority of the users in the space. I'm curious though, Uche, I mean, um, with the kind of road networks or lack of road networks that we have, for example, in a country like Nigeria, and maybe indeed the entire West African or even Western Central Africa. How is it? I mean, how is it for for business in general? Because, I mean, right now the gridlock in Lagos is, is astronomical. I mean, we we're just talking about that just before um, mm-hmm. started the session. So how, mm-hmm. I don't know, how, was, how are they doing it? How, how are these the transporters doing it? I think for customers, I mean, you're dealing with customers that live in the same country right <laughs> so so they understand they understand the challenges the most important thing for them is communication right i mean i'm not saying that you go over your slas 100 percent of the time but the most important thing is communication so if the truck is broken down if you're stuck for you know you can be stuck for 24 hours if anything happens right communication and visibility. That's what the customer wants. And so they can communicate to their customers. Or they can, if it's inbound, they can plan their manufacturing production accordingly. Right? So some customers that are that have extremely standards. But I think the most important thing is that these guys are they're also the ones that are in a papa 
they had to go either go into the traffic or come on the water because of everything that happened. So they're not blind to that fact. And so they understand what the ground zero is, right? So I think that's that's how we've been able to provide our service. I'm very, very big on communication. Um, so, you know, as long as you let them know what is going on, why there's a delay, and that you proactively communicate to them, then I think most times it's it's not so bad but you know they have we have the historical averages so it's not like they're expecting you to half that because you're going on the same roads you're not manufacturing anything so if they know that it takes three days to get to a destination then they will not necessarily automatically expect you to get there in in one day or if all of their transporters are getting somewhere in it used to take three days it's now taking five days then they wouldn't automatically expect that it takes that shorter period of time so it's really just about communication and um, i think that's why a lot of them like the, the platform because it allows them to have that visibility and know what's happening so um with a lot of this uh, mind-boggling i mean it's a very i mean in trying to operate um, in, in the African market. The question now is, are there still opportunities here? And if there are, could you just walk us through a few of these opportunities? Opportunities in the logistics space or opportunities in Africa? In the logistics space in general. Okay, in the logistics space. Um, yeah, I think so. I've seen, I mean, obviously, as, as I used to be an investor, I've, I've seen a number of, of, uh, of interesting ideas. But again for the logistics space i mean i don't think that you can roll out the tech only hands-off solution that is hands-off um type of uh, platform right i think it needs to be tech plus operations as a service or something um so i've seen a lot of interesting ideas that i've struggled to scale just because they wanted to roll out an app which is what we did in, at the beginning <laughs> You know, they wanted to roll out an app and just be hands-off and have people sign on. And use it. And there are spaces for that. But um, as you say, this is Africa and, you know, we still have a number of things to fix beyond that, beyond the environment, even the users, right? So you have to have, you know, tech plus solution. So from an opportunity perspective, um, for us, I mean, it would be great to to be able to integrate into some of these solutions. So from, we're obviously just focused on the road transportation aspect. There is a lot that happens before it gets there, right? So there is, of course, the commerce and then the um, sea or air and then the clearance, right? So there's probably um, opportunities there. Then, of course, there's warehousing, right what opportunities exist there can you uh, you know can you aggregate um warehouses across the country and provide that as a service um for people that don't want to have that capex um and you know there are some empty warehouses um across and i think i know i did meet someone that was actually working on that i'm, I'm not sure how well they've or how far they've gone now um and then of and and if you think about agriculture, for instance, there's a, a massive opportunity with just aggregating, aggregating that because for, you know, a startup like ours, I mean, to be able to take advantage of all of the inputs that come or outputs for them that come out of like smallholder farmers 
it requires a lot, right? So is there a way to aggregate all of that? And then to connect that to the great storage facilities and warehousing. I mean, because harvest losses in in Africa are some of the highest. They say, they say that 870 million people can be fed with the harvest losses that we have in, in Africa. So, you know, what is there? It's, it's mostly around transportation and um, transportation, warehousing and storage, right? So I think I think there are opportunities there. Now, now this is obviously on the input side. On the output side, like I said, you know, we're doing from from manufacturer to wholesaler there's obviously a lot more now um i've seen a number of, of startups in that space as well a manufacturer wants to know how do my goods move from once it leaves my factory all the way to the customer and they want that intelligence right so okay that's that that's kind of separate but it's still part of logistics um and then of course so between the manufacturer the wholesaler and the retailer i think that's kind of where maybe a trade depot is playing and i think there's significant room there because you know some of these retailers are small businesses that require either aggregation to allow them leverage or funding or you know they just require a lot of support so in that um, part of the chain there's probably quite a few opportunities there. And then, of course, you have the last mile distribution from the retailer to the consumer, which I think is a space that I was, is, is probably saturated already. So I don't know if, if there are still opportunities there. But, you know, yeah, I, I think that's how I think about it. There are, there are significant opportunities still. Thank you very much for your time, Muche. Um, I've learned a lot about the logistics business. I know that anybody who listens to this would uh, pick up quite a bit as well. Um, was very insightful and educative for me. And now I have a completely different perspective and, and see logistics beyond just the, the dispatch riders <laughs> flying the yeah, streets of Lagos. You know, but, um, <laughs> but to, just to understand or to, to see the, the scale at which the operations are, I mean, when you talk about the input side and then the output side, so even before it gets to manufacture, before it, the raw materials get to the manufacturer, there's logistics. Then from the manufacturer down to the end consumer, the different stages, manufacturer to wholesaler, wholesaler to retailer, retailer to end consumer. Like, you know, yeah. clearly outlined. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of work done. There clearly the opportunities here, opportunities in the space, um, whether it's um, for process improvement or to take on more players or to take on more channels or even in terms of technology uh, yeah. production and so on and so forth. There. Um, it's yeah. been great um, having you on Blue Talk today. Hope when we Thank call you next so much. time, you would um, oblige us. Yeah, maybe if, if I'm not a billion dollar company. Yeah, I may have your, I may not have your time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Uche, it's been great. Um, All right. Thank you. Thank have you a very day. much. I enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Okay, bye. Bye. Blue Talks, brought to you by Stambic IBTC. So my sister just texted me now telling me how much she's missed me. <laughs> Well, I know what she truly misses, so I open my Stambic IBTC app and say to it, Hey, I want to transfer 5,000 Naira to Funke. Done. And my post just asked me what the highest price stock is right now. Huh. I can't fold my hand, though. So I open my Stambic IBTC app from the comfort of my home and figure it out. Got it! 
you be the hero. Upgrade and take control of your finances with the new Stambic IBTC mobile app. Download or upgrade your Stambic IBTC mobile app on Google Play or Apple Store to experience seamless voice banking, stockbroking, insurance and more from the safety of your home. From your one-stop financial services partner, Stambic IBTC. It can be.